you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, we speak to singing sensation Jamie Miller. We talk about his journey from working at Tesco's as a callboy all the way to signing a record deal and going on two TV shows. We also talk about the things he likes, some of his hobbies and what he's most afraid of. Go and check out Jamie's social media. His Instagram handle is Jamie Mill Music. That'll be at Jamie Mill Music. He sings live quite a lot. It's fantastic. This episode is brought to you by Level Up Dance Academy. Level Up Dance Academy is a premium dance training company bringing you the best training from the best teachers and the best dancers to make you the best you can be. They have their first event in Cardiff on the 23rd of September. If you leave a rating and review on this episode, the best rating and review of the month will get a free day pass to the event worth £30 which is in Cardiff on the 23rd of September so leave your best rating and review check them out Level Up Dance Academy What's up my friend? Yo man, how's how it you? going? I'm good, how are you? I'm good thanks It's so nice to see you after all this time No, it's crazy isn't we it? We just had a good old chat which we probably should have recorded because yeah. there's lots of good shit in there <laughs> but it's all good so how's life? Life's, life's a bit crazy life's changed like two years ago I was in a call centre, and now I got my own apartment in London. So it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. A call centre in Cardiff. Call centre? Did I say call centre? No, I'm just saying it wasn't. Uh, yeah, like... uh, I was working for Tesco. Yeah. Yeah, I was the guy on the end of the phone helping you with iPads and phones and TVs. And... Sick. I worked in Tesco's. Did you? Yeah, six days. <laughs> yeah. <ooh. laughs> I I was just literally like it was just one of those things. Like, I left school like. I didn't have much opportunities. I wasn't really academically smart, so I just thought going to a call center and just trying to pay the way. Because I was in a call center and then doing studio time and on the weekends, so mm-hmm. just one of those things that paid the. And you're staying at home. You were living with your parents still. Staying at home, two hundred fifty pound a week. Like I was getting it's around adults twenty four seven. It's just one of those things that you have to do. What you at what? You were eighteen years old. Seventeen. I Seventeen. Yeah. And so tell us about your journey from there to now. Yeah, so I was in I was in the call center and then I was there for a year and a half, I think, not two years. And then I was singing at my desk one day and my manager came over to me and said, "What are you doing here? Like you're too good to be in a call center." And they didn't even know I sang. I was just a quiet little boy there. Like I wasn't even myself. I was just around adults 24/7 and trying to fit in, like trying to be more grown up than I was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he said he came over to me one day and said that, and the next day I went home and said to my mum, I was like, I'm just gonna go f- go for like the X Factor, and they were in Cardiff at the time, and so I went for the X Factor, got through like I had a standing ovation off the judges, and everything was amazing. I was like, oh, this is my big break, this is my big break. Boot camp, boot camp came, and then another standing ovation. I was like, oh my god, like this is this yeah. is like this is gonna happen for me, and then. The next day, like we were all taken into a room, and it was a no. Like so, to go from that, like I, I wasn't even trying. Like even in the call center, I wasn't one of those people that I don't know how to explain it. I just X Factor was my big break. That's all I focused on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's in your head. That's that. That's that, the that was the end goal. Like, yeah, I was. I wanted to be a superstar from the X Factor, 
and then getting that no, I was just like, now what? Yeah. So instead of like going back to a normal job, I said to my mum, give me eight months. So it's like, fund me for eight months, and I promise you, you won't regret it. Like I promise you, I'll pay you back. So what they did, my mum and dad got I me. I just got goosebumps then. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fund me for eight months, and I promise that I'll, I'll make something myself. So I, they give me, they spent seven hundred pound on a buskin set, uh-huh. and I said, give me eight days, and I'll pay you back. I went out busking in Swansea, Swansea yeah. in Wales, and then started singing. And all of a sudden, I had hundreds of people around me. Like within an hour, I made seven hundred pound that day to give back to my mum and dad from busking, from busking, and seven hundred pound for myself <laughs> in in one day. And I was just thinking, well, I was in a call center and I was making two hundred fifty pound a week trying to like go to the studio on a yeah, Saturday for four pound an hour <laughs> yeah and then, and then all of a sudden like I had crowds and crowd like people around me like doing what I love to do and this was only busking in the street and then I kept doing that for weeks and weeks and I remember like paying them back like every bit that they that they put into me and and then the voice came around and someone approached me for the voice actually it wasn't the case that I went to audition mm-hmm. someone said someone scouted me for it um, and at first I said no I don't want to do another TV show I was heartbroken from like from before I was just like if I can make my money busking I'll just make my money busking I didn't ever think I was going to be that superstar that I wanted to be because because you said because you got told no because I got told uh, no the platform was, which is the way to the top yeah ideally. exactly so I was just one of those people who not gave up but I didn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel I just thought I'm like stable where I am there's no point in trying to go for something like, people are always saying oh you should do this you should be here like you're too good to be on the streets it was like I was too good to be in a call centre I was too good to be on the streets I was like why are people saying this and I remember they said just come to meet us so I went to meet like the team at The Voice and they were like you should, aud- you should audition so I was like okay I'm going to audition and then I remember being iffy about it and then I got told Jennifer Hudson was a coach and then I was like oh my god I love Jennifer Hudson she's like one of the reasons why like I go into music I never ever thought like I'd get a chair to and I've always been one of the, like growing up was hard because like even for you being a dancer it wasn't the coolest thing to do in school was oh, it? Well it's it's a cool thing now Yeah, it, it wasn't is. a cool thing 15 years ago. No definitely. No. So like growing up it was like oh people calling you names because you did like it was like a girly thing to do yeah, back then. Because yeah. so like, you do something different. Like, yeah. I used to get Billy Elliot everywhere I went. Yeah. You know I mean my yeah. dad used to call me a puff I'd be like cool. <laughs> you know what I mean like That's it. I know my journey. Like, yeah I'm but good. like everybody's not going to be on side because all my mates were rugby and football players. Same. But it's just one of those things I was just like if you're going to do it do it for yourself no one else no one else has worked as hard as you've worked like and I don't get me wrong behind the scenes I've always wanted it like I just never sh- like showed people that I wanted it because mm-hmm. I was always afraid of what people would say and then I, I, w- I remember on the day of The Voice it was the day of my audition and I remember watching Jennifer Hudson's audition I was just like everything that she said in an interview before she went in front of Simon Cowell and is what everything that I was feeling before I went on stage to see her mm-hmm. and I was like she was in my position so and she got told no from Simon Cowell as yeah, well yeah exactly so, <laughs> so I was just like it's one of those things where I went on stage and I, I had a lump in my throat. Like, I, you, you go on stage and you see your family to the right. And I was just like, I seen like tears in their eyes before I started singing. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is like one of those things. And I remember starting singing and then it was like five seconds in, like I had a coach press run for me and I was just like, I didn't expect it, but like, but it like startled me. So like I stopped singing and then 10 seconds around Jennifer Hudson pressed the button. And I was just like, like it was just one of those things. And 
they cut a bit of my audition because like I was so where I didn't believe in myself going on that stage I was so stunned that someone turned around for me yeah. I just burst out crying on stage and then from there it's just like I picked Jennifer Hudson I was and then I don't know it's just one of the mad what were your choices you had Jennifer Hudson Will I Am uh, Will didn't turn but I yeah. had Jennifer Hudson and Gavin Rossdale but yeah. it was like Tom Jones and Will I Am if they'd all turned I would have for Jennifer still yeah 100% it'd either have to be for me Jennifer or Tom just because he's yeah because he's well. but, but like ideally for a career yeah Jennifer Jen, Jenna will yeah that's it but Will will just be texting on his phone <laughs> the whole time anyway that's so what he does that's he all does. he does um, but yeah. no it was one of those things from that that day forward that I was like I'm starting to believe in myself they believed in me without even seeing what I looked like or anything like that so it's just like it's time to time to start believing do you know what I'm saying and then the battles came and then I was like, I didn't think I was going to win the battle, and I won the battle, and then the knockouts came, I was the first person called through to the quarterfinals, and then the quarterfinals, I was the first person to the semis, it's just like, what was going on, yeah. What was it, um, what was it, what was your first experience of TV like? Were you shocked by it? Did you feel like, oh, this isn't at all what I imagined? Obviously um, you did, you had a minor taste of that at X Factor. Yeah. But when you're an X Factor, I guess you were in a pool of lots of people still yeah whereas when you get down to the nitty-gritty bits of a tv show and you're you mm. know predominantly the star <laughs> yeah you're the reason why the show is running now mm. how did you find that i found it it was from watching it on tv to being there was like it was, it was so crazy like you don't it's not as big as it looks on tv that's the only thing no, i would say they use them wide cameras yeah but. it's so it's mad and then you go there and it's just like the voice is tiny the set of the voice yeah, is actually tiny people it think it's huge but it's that, tiny. i think that's one thing that kept me okay because it just feels like you're singing to that room of people which is small anyway mm -hmm. you're not singing to like millions of people at home i feel like the one thing that i was scared about for like the whole series of the voice was getting to sing with jennifer at the mm -hmm. final i was like no one gets to really sing with their idol so it was one of those i can't mess this up whereas in rehearsals i was messing it up because mm -hmm. i was just in in all of her like she's one of those people that i've always like looked up to her mm -hmm. struggle was one of the reasons I was just like, Whoa, I'm so infatuated by this person just because she's so incredible. And then that, we, we sang together and didn't go wrong. I was just like, yes. You're like, yes. But it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Like I, anybody going on The Voice, I would, I would suggest to go on it. But people think that just because you're on TV, you've made it. You haven't made it. The hard work starts after the show. 100%. But it's an amazing platform. And what was it like working with Jennifer? Was she very hands-on with you? Yeah. Or is it, because I know with X Factor, it's kind of like, I don't know much about The Voice, but I know quite a lot about X Factor. Yeah. I know that you're very much, you're there and you're yeah. coached, Yeah. in quotations, mm -hmm. but you're not coached by them at all. You don't get seen <laughs> by a fucking soul. Like, I mean, you're just told what to do and you mm -hmm. get on with it. What yeah. was The Voice like? Did she put a lot of time into you? Yeah, The Voice was really hands-on. Like, Jennifer, and I, I was really shocked by it because... They, she was really hands on. Um, there were sometimes songs that I didn't really want to sing that mm. I didn't get why she picked them, like the songs for me. Um, for example, Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see why I would be singing Justin Bieber. I imagine they just did that because you're a handsome eighteen year old <laughs> and it fitted the mold of the song. That's that's what they said. And sometimes, like I remember Jennifer whispering in my ear, like sometimes you have to do what you want to do to get to where you want to be. And I I totally understood it, but it was like hard to try and get away from that. At yeah, first. they're trying to give you a stigma, but that. Yeah. But that's the only thing is, I think they're just trying to make you relatable for an audience. Exactly. Do you know when, what I mean? But so, I just knew I had so much more to give. Because if you come out singing 
Tom Jones sex bomb. <laughs> yeah. Like 15 year old girls Wouldn't aren't going to sing along. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't know that song, yeah. but they know Baby. Do you know what I mean? They know, <laughs> they know the Beebs. Yeah, they know the Beebs, so they're just trying to yeah. make you relatable. But that's the only downside of it, like singing stuff they didn't want to sing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then towards the end of it, you got you had more control of yourself. You got to like work with Jen and like say sing the songs that you wanted to sing and express what you wanted, like what your artistry was and stuff like that. So, uh, what was that moment like when you were like in the finals? Oh, I honestly can't can't even like explain it. It's like because we the contestants who get through each week obviously it's like the X Factor. You mm-hmm. stand in a line, like ten become eight, eight become six, six become four, or whatever. And like I never, I was like I said, like I always thought I was going, I always thought I was going, and I always got called out first. And it was just one of those when I was there. It doesn't feel real, honestly. Mm. It it just doesn't feel real. Just being in that, being in the moment they've always dreamed of, being like in front of millions of people, but the millions of people at home are voting for you to go through. Yeah, it, it's unexplainable. You had such a huge support back home. Yeah, I did. It was, I think that's what like amazed me because I was so scared being in school like showing people what I love to do mm-hmm. yeah what I was scared of people supported yeah it was just one of those things that you just can't get over it's funny isn't it how I bet before this you were so worried about what people thought and yeah. people would make comments about what you do and mm-hmm. then when they see you in a position of success or you're doing well in that all of a yeah. sudden they're very supportive of what you do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. It's like a complete pe- turnaround. Like, people that used to say, like, call, call me names and stuff like that were, were there. Yeah. It's like, but why are you there at the finish line? Yeah. Why aren't you there through the struggle? And I think that's one thing that, even my mum and dad, like, I've grown up really, like, in a humble background. And, like I said, that I mean, I, I, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Your parents are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, thanks, man. You are lucky. <laughs> I'm very lucky. But I think they can spot things before I can. Because, mm-hmm. like, I have a big heart. Like, even now, like I, I'll be friends with anybody, but sometimes you have to pick your friend, like your friends, a hundred wisely. A hundred percent. Mama Miller knows. <laughs> Mama, Mama Miller. <laughs> but yeah, that's dope. Um, so since since leaving the Voice, yeah, what was your what was what did the next six months look like for you? I'm gonna be honest. Like with TV shows, sometimes it works out for people and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. For me, it just. Things went quiet for a bit, I'll be honest. And then um, one day I woke up and I said to my mum, I thought I was going to be, I thought this was going to be it. And she was like, just just wait, just wait. It'll happen. And I remember going, just getting back on Instagram, posting videos, whatever, whatever. And then one day I woke up and Khloe Kardashian posted about me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the? And from that came... What did she post? She posted that. I was, she posted a video of me on Instagram and mm-hmm. said that I was her new favourite singer. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. And then, I'm not even joking, after that, I had every manager like around the world wanted to manage me. I had so many labels from America wanted to assign me. And that that was the moment I thought, wow, this is it. Like, I'm, even though I thought, like, this is it in the past, I thought, this is, this is it. Like, Isn't it crazy, the power of influence and social media? Like, so technically, yeah, the voice and X Factor didn't get you here. No. Well, it was a pla- there were was, platforms. There were platforms, of course. But, but the initial yeah. ignition for all these agents and managers and stuff and Where's record Chloe? labels was a superstar yeah. tweeting about you. Mm-hmm. And I must say, we absolutely grill the Kardashians in life and say how shit them <laughs> TV shows and stuff. <laughs> but they do do good, obviously. 100%. And like, I gained more from Chloe than I ever did being on a TV show. Yeah. Like, I gained more followers, everything. I'm not saying 
the voice didn't help me because it's like it did but like chloe was like she posted a video of me singing in my bedroom yeah so I was just not like, even a big production yeah like, i was just... like whoa and it was it was crazy and then i had a management offer from will well i am uh-huh. i had a management offer from jennifer hudson's manager uh-huh. I, I was just, and i had a manager um management offer from my manager uh-huh. um to actually missing out I've missed something out so two weeks after the show um, I posted a video and my manager flew me out to America and I flew back and things went quiet again yeah. so Chloe posted and then I had all these management offers all these record label offers and I went with my manager because he believed me when when no one else when no one else before did. Chloe before Chloe yeah. yeah so he believed me like he just didn't he didn't just see me as a guy from The Voice he didn't just see me as like oh this wannabe pop star and his name's Walker, um, and then, so Chloe posted about me the day after I flew out to the States. Uh, the next day. Next day. Shit. Yeah, he he honestly just believed in me. He bought me an apartment in Nashville, like set up every day. Every single day I was in sessions, like every single day, working towards me and a record label. And three months went by, and then he flew me to New York, and I went. I met with the CEO of Atlantic Records. Uh-huh. Um, they asked to see me, so I went in said hello <laughs> his name was Craig Kalman and I I was so like I'm the most nervous little kid ever like and I've always dreamed I mean you're of, not a little kid anymore but, <laughs> <laughs> but like going into the office I was just like stunned like in New York City like, yeah you walk past like Grammys like Bruno Mars like you walk past all these mm-hmm. I'm thinking like why am I here like and then I had to do I just want to go back to Penn Twin <laughs> I just want to go back to Pont Brenner <laughs> and then um he asked me to sing for him so like he got the whole um atlanta records like top building to come watch me sing around the piano <laughs> and i remember my manager saying to me before like my manager's real like he's so real he'll say to you that you won't get this person on side you won't get this person on side but i always wanted to prove him wrong i was like i'm gonna get so and so on side i'm gonna get and there was this lady at the uh record label julie greenwald she's she's who made ed ed She's made Bruno mm. Bruno. Like she's yeah. made all these people like who they are today. And I remember seeing that piano and I remember looking looking at Julie and Craig in their eyes. They they've made everybody the success that they are. And I hit a note, I hit a, I remember hitting a high note and they were like they were like, Fuck me, we had the new Sam Smith. <laughs> who can dance? <laughs> but uh, it was just one of those and then I signed two days two What's, days later. What song did you sing from? I sang uh, I sang a few of my own that I was recording in Nashville and then I sang one and only by Adele. Uh-huh. One and only by Adele was the one that got them. Like, well, and because they know what it's meant to sound like. Yeah. And then they go, oh shit, <laughs> he just nailed it. But it was just one of those things that I was just like, every time I had a no, I walked into that building saying, I'm not going to get a no. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was done with no's. I was yeah. done with come back later or come back next year. I was like, no. No, like, this is this is the time. This is it. So that that was like I owe my mum seven hundred pounds. This is like, mom, I'm gonna buy you your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just one of the. I was like, I'm done with nose. Like this is this is my this is my day. That's um, so sick. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling like when you when they signed you two days later? I was just like, you can tell I'm from Cardiff. I'm just like, just like, just yeah. like. <laughs> Sorry, me too. Um, it was it was incredible signing my name on a record deal and when mm-hmm. you go on a show the winning prize is a record deal yeah so I felt like a winner even though I didn't win yeah well technically you, you beat the system I beat the system like yeah. do you know what I mean like mm. it was just it was incredible pain honestly it was amazing like just signing like 
Ej, hvor er det G.I.S. J.D.M. eller så. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, don't fuck this up. Don't <laughs> oh, no, fuck this up. <laughs> Can I have um, a practice go? <laughs> it, was, it was incredible though, honestly. Can't even put it into words. Have, um, have you ever seen or heard anything from like, the Simon or the X Factor people since that they think, fuck, we should have kept him? Like, just, like even, like every, like people don't see the producers on the show and people don't see like mm-hmm. the people behind the scenes, but like everybody, even from The Voice, everybody, like the producers were like, wow. We know you. Were, they said we knew you were going to go into big things, mm. but it takes the no to get. Like everything happens for a reason. I got the no's to get to where I was. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't get no's, if I didn't get pushbacks, like I would, I probably would have like. It fueled you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I remember being in Cardiff and going for a, a meeting with Simon from Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. and him saying to me. Uh, you know, I know you want to be a dancer, but I was this fat, chubby ginger kid at the time. Yeah. Greasy hair, well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you know, just run Fahrenheit for me and you'll make X amount of money and I'll help you buy a house and a car. And I was like, but I just want to perform. I just want to be a dancer. And he was like, no, nah, you don't. Like, it's about a look. Like, you've got to look like Glenn Ball to make it. And then I remember my teacher in college being like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you love dancing more than anyone, but you're not going to make it. Like, and my ballet teacher called me Shrek. And she used to say, I look like Rhino. And I just remember everyone's digs and nose being like you know what fuck you mm. like I'm gonna do this and then yeah. I, do you know what I mean I remember that that first bit of kind of uh, gratification and achievement of success that I got yeah. in my eyes which was success at the time even though it doesn't mean you're successful at all but yeah. doing the job that I want to do and being like yeah actually all their nose fueled me yeah 100% do you know what I mean it, it does like, I think if you got yeses all the time you'd be some airhead yeah, thinking you're the most amazing person. Easy, like what well, the struggles are what make you strong. You know yeah, hundred percent. I mean? And they say like all the struggles make the outcome all the more special. Yeah, which is dope. So, what's the plan for you now? So I'm working on my album at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I signed nearly a year ago, but it's like you only have one introduction to the industry. So I've moved to London, um, but I'm not here for long. I'm moving to LA in like five weeks. Mm-hmm. So the plan is to launch me from the states and. Yeah, bring out music sometime in January, so. Excited? Excited, man. Nervous? Um, I'm ready, more than anything. Like, everything that, like, writing the songs and being with, like, A-list producers, it's, everything's, like, so amazing, but you're putting your heart into it. Like, it's, you're, you're writing your diary, but letting the world hear it, so. That's dope. Really cool. That's actually, you should make a little lyrics in that in the song. <laughs> I will, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, when you go to L.A., Mm-hmm when you get there do you have everything lined up ready for you like where you're gonna stay is everything being sorted for yeah, you everything you gotta go and do that whole i need to figure my shit out now and <laughs> no, luckily i have an amazing team so everything's been sorted for me apartments everything like studio sessions so yeah i'm feeling pretty blessed with like people i've landed up with because even like people say when you sign to a label like, like you've made it but you haven't like, but and people have struggles within the label teams and everything but i'm so lucky with my a and r Carrie West and everyone like Craig Kalman like like it's amazing. My team's amazing, so I'm really. really what happy. um, how do you think you're gonna feel when you're out there about home? Do you feel like you're gonna miss your family? Do you feel like yeah. that's gonna be the hardest part? Like yeah, I feel like I grew up so close to my family, like family orientated. Like if it was going out with the boys or staying home with my family, even when I was like not even saying I was, I'd always choose like family time, only because like. Even my nana passed away not too long ago. Like, and even with my nana around my neck, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. we were all so close, and we are still close. So, nothing can really break the family Miller, block, yeah. Miller bond. So, yeah. You have to 
fly them out to see you. Fly them out to see me, yeah. They're coming over for my birthday in September, so that's nice. That's dope. And you're there, you said earlier you're there for three years, right? Yeah, I'm going to be over there for a, for a good while. See, it sounds like you've got a nice three years ahead of you. Some sunshine. Oops. You've already got a mean tan, though. I know. But that's you've been on the sunbeds. Been on the sunbeds. I just got back from France. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. that sunny in France. I know. <laughs> sunbeds, sunbeds helped me out. I went to the park yesterday and the sun was shining, but I didn't realise. You come realize, back pale I didn't realise the sun was shining. <laughs> and I was literally went to, I was training with my other friend, Jamie, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm, I need to go home. He's like, why? I'm burning. I was like, I'm going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put any sunscreen on, boy. My shoulders just look, they're a little bit toasty now. Yeah. I love how talking to each other now, we've just gone a little bit American. That's right. Ginger problems. Ginger problems. Ginger problems. Um, what do you feel like the biggest struggles have been for you since signing the record label? Biggest struggles are the people that are in your life. Um, I feel like with being successful comes a lot of people that use you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that take you for granted pick up the bills people expect you to pick up the bills for stuff but I think when you sign a record deal as well it comes a lot of pressure because people expect so much of you as well yeah. so I think just finding the right people to be around always keeping grounded like I remember dreaming of places to like live where I am today and now I'm, now I'm here do you know what I'm saying so I was never I mean I'm like I have a four bedroom house back home with my family but I never thought I'd I'd be able to afford anything like I never thought I'd be able to take my mum out for food or anything like yeah, that well but you've gone from 250 pound a week in Tesco's to <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean yeah, earlier sure. on you said to me I used to have to save up to go to Nando's <laughs> yeah I did I used uh, to have to save up and now it's a daily trip probably <laughs> it's a daily trip is there one around here uh, there we is should, we should go after we this should go. smash a Nando's yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think I feel like Everything's gonna be amazing if like you have the right circle around you. Mm-hmm. So you'll just keep that. And I've I've I'm still learning that. But yeah. every day's uh you learn something new. You learn day. something new, hundred percent. So I used to teach you, you dancing when you were what, ten? I was ten. Yeah. I think you were ten. Yeah, eight to ten. Are you told me for it? Yeah, yeah, like eight to ten. Back in Cardiff in like a little sports hall. You did. And you were always the most full out <laughs> <laughs> I was ever it was like you and Courtney Southern mm. like the two most full out and she looked like a little chicken nugget because she's smaller than the average human <laughs> and you two used to do duos and I we used to did. be like I used to be like to me and Georgina Gregory taught you yeah you I, did and I'd be like George let's put Jamie and Courtney at the front <laughs> <laughs> let's put Jamie and Courtney at the front so you always had a bit of showboat in you didn't yeah, you yeah I think I feel like because I never was like the rugby player or the football player I like I feel like people like you when I was younger taught me that dance could be cool. So it was it was always fun to like be the only boy in the class and be like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was always it was amazing. And it's like nice to keep the bond. Like we haven't seen each other in 10 years, but like nothing's changed. No, nothing, uh, well, nothing's changed except that you're taller than me and yeah. not 10. <laughs> not 10, 20. <laughs> And a nice suntan. But <laughs> nice little suntan. <laughs> You're still ginger. Still ginger. <laughs> still pale. <laughs> still fat. You're not fat. That's one thing you've changed. You've got a hedge. Trying. I'm not model. Um, so, do you still have contact with like people from school or anything like that, or have you literally just? Um. Yeah, I do. I I have. Yeah, I have a few friends from school. Um, my friend Jake. My friend Brandon. My friend James, Taya, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, there's a there's a there's a few. Have you have do you, do you feel like you have someone like I know in my life I've had like my best friend Kyle. Yeah. And Jamie as well that mm-hmm. have been like my rocks, like my support systems, and I always think like whenever I've got a problem that you know you go to your parents with ninety nine point nine percent of your problems, but sometimes you just need someone who's not gonna Judge advise you. you. Yeah. You just need an ear. Yeah, I, I mean, think, a, a mind's been yeah, my on. friends. What have you had that as well? Yeah, I, I have, but I think the hard thing with me is be, that I moved from home quite young. Like everything happened. So two years ago, this happened for me. So and my friends, like Brandon's a football player, Jake's a manager of a construction site. So it was like we all have such different jobs. It's kind yeah. of hard to go to go to your closest friends when they haven't been in the entertainment industry. So like this, this I guess my closest friends do the same yeah, career as me yeah so like it was kind of hard for me to turn to them when they don't know anything about it mm-hmm. so I, I, I do talk to them like so much still but it's, it's kind of different yeah like from from your yeah no I agree um, what's your goal for the next 10 years like what, where do you see yourself I mean I would say like I, I would say our stadium whatever like that but I feel like just being realistic I'd love to be doing what I'm doing now but on a bigger scale Mm-hmm. I go into shows and people singing my songs back to me whether that be 10 people like 10,000 people I I just want to always do music yeah. it'd be nice to have number ones and stuff like that but working towards that everything takes time so do you prefer singing or do you prefer writing? Uh, I prefer singing yeah. I, prefer, I remember like being told that I should be a writer than a singer and ever since then I was like who told you that? can't disclose that information <laughs> a record label actually yeah tell them I said they're fucking assholes <laughs> but um whoever you are that's personally from me you're wrong <laughs> but and then that was like a few months before I signed to Atlantic and I was like and do you know what that didn't phase me I was nah because you do like writing I do like writing of course I'm I, I write some of my own stuff as well so but nah I'm I'm I feel like now I'm so happy with how I progress without any singing lessons. It's like it's all been me. Yeah. So. But you uh, put a lot of time in, right? Like how, how how much do you sing a day? Oh, can't even tell you, man. Like. It's just... I mean, I think every Instagram story I get from you is you singing to me, <laughs> or like every voice note. There's like a little song in there. Yeah, I sing. I a mean, lot. I'll try and match you and sing back. I but... mean, I mean, that's coming. That's coming. But no, I do sing a lot, and every time someone told me no, it's always like. If you hear pain in my voice, do you know what I mean? It's always like, yeah. Fuck you. I'll say it for you. I don't <laughs> yeah. I'll say it. Fuck you. I swear all the time on this. Don't worry. There's no kids listening, but there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. It says, like it says that it's explicit when they go on oh. YouTube. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's good. What do you do for fun? Besides singing, you can't say singing. Um, yeah, I, I just like chilling with friends. Yeah. You know, going to cinema. Favourite movie? Hmm, don't know. Taken. Oh, one, two, or three. <laughs> one. It's got to be one. Got, like, they never yeah, made yeah. it there, do they? But I wanted to go see Jurassic Park. Yeah, I watched yeah. it yesterday, day before yesterday. Good. Fucking shit. Really? Yeah. Shout oh, out to thanks, Jurassic Park. Thanks, King. Worst Jurassic Park film ever <laughs> It's just all oh, so far fetched, bro. Is it? Yeah. yeah the, I, won't, I won't spoil it for you, but. No. The but that's, that's the thing, even with music, someone makes an amazing album, and then album two is not as strong. Or it's like album two stronger than album one it's like always it's different isn't it yeah, it's never get a balance unless you're like a Adele yeah or, or even Maya is like I'm a super fan so I'm biased but like a Justin Timberlake like he's yeah, only ever I'm released just... like what five albums yeah but like it... five albums as a solo artist in mm-hmm. 15 20 yeah. years mm-hmm. I think and then you've got like Chris Brown 
yeah. releases an album every two months. Yeah. And it's like, got like one song on each album, which yeah. you want to hear, and the rest are just there. Yeah. So I feel like Justin Timberlake is incredible. He's one of the reasons why I started music as yeah. well. I remember you teaching us a dance to... Um, love Oh, my love? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nah, he's, he's amazing. Like, he's yeah. one person that I'd... Wow. If I got to me, I'd be like... Phew. Yeah, he's the only reason I dance. Is it? Yeah, I'm going to watch him next month at the O2. Yes. I'm not bit like, I, I'll oh, be like, you're gonna listen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, should, he's amazing. You should see if you can get tickets. I'm sure they'll hook you up. Yeah. Someone will. Just be Maybe. like, I'm Jamie Mill Music. Are you gonna be on stage? No, I wish. You wish? Yeah, like if I could dance for Justin Timberlake, I could retire. Yeah. I could never have to dance a step again. Just one show, and I'd be like, I'm yeah, done. I'm done. I'll go and like be a banker or be a farmer or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'll find something to do, but I'm satisfied. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I feel like. Uh, everyone always says like what's that dream job and that was always mine really? like before I even knew about dance I used to dress up as Justin Timberlake right. um, in my bedroom before I ever danced and pretend to do the My Love video yeah. and I'd dress up as him and sing it and try and copy and I remember my mum being like you're really good at copying him like and then her telling me to go audition for a dance thing yeah and I was like okay, it's always the mother's okay. instinct isn't it yeah and I did and I had no idea about the choreographer yeah. then little do I know the choreographer of Justin Timberlake ends up being my favourite choreographer of all time. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that yeah. journey. That was my inspiration. Mm. What's yours? What was your biggest inspiration? My biggest inspiration, um, Michael Jackson. Yeah? Like, I remember first time, like, like when I was little, like, he used, like, obviously, throwback videos, but the first ever video I really watched was Who's Loving You? Mm-hmm. When he sang, I watched that with my mum and dad, and I just remember, like, I want to do what that kid does. Yeah. And then ever since, I've, I've never, like... I've always wanted to be the best. I've never wanted to be like be like someone. Yeah. So I've always wanted the people to be like, oh, I want to be like Jamie. I've never yeah. wanted to be like anyone. Yeah. But Michael Jackson is one of like the biggest, one of my biggest inspirations ever. It's a it's a good inspiration. Good inspiration. It's funny. I I didn't really like Michael Jackson until I started yeah. dance. Until I underst not understood it, but yeah. until I was like dancing and I was training and I was researching about where stuff come from. Yeah. That's when I began to appreciate Michael Jackson. Before that, it was like. Yeah. I don't know everyone raved about him but my granddad was a massive Elvis fan yeah yeah like Elvis. the biggest Elvis fan so when I was little I, he always used to give me Elvis calendars and mm-hmm. I used to cut out all the pictures instead of using it as a calendar and put them all over my bedroom as a poster <laughs> and because and we loved it I loved Elvis so much and so did he I felt like I had to be anti-Michael Jackson yeah I don't know why I was always like <laughs> is he the Michael or Elvis and I'm Elvis <laughs> and it was so both stupid. legends though isn't it both legends Mm. So, um, what what are you afraid of? What um, are your fears? What are your fears about life and career? I feel like everyone talks about what they want to do and what they yeah, what, you know the yeah. the positives. What things scare you? For it to all end. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that that would be my biggest fear, or like something like losing my voice. That would be my biggest like fear. Like an Adele, like have to cancel. Yeah, show. Uh, I feel like if I lost my voice, I would not know what to do in life. Not academically smart. Like I would never go back to a course and I'd be on the doll. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. No, I wouldn't be able to do anything else. That'd be my worst fear. Yeah. Or if we're talking like biggest fears, like losing my mum or dad. Well, that's, that's a whole different level. That's we it. That's it. We're even that's, I'm going deep now, so. <laughs> Real deep. We don't need to go yeah, that deep. But that's my biggest fear. It all to end. I don't think it'll all end. I think this is just Thanks, the start man. for you. Thanks, man. I think Appreciate you're, it. You're very humble in your ways. Mm. you're very talented but you're patient yeah I feel like you're 
you're not in a rush to do stuff uh-uh. but you're not sitting back and just cruising either that's it. a healthy balance I feel like I've met a lot of artists and been around a lot of very successful artists and a lot of not very successful artists mm-hmm. and I always find what I f- what lacks in people is a human yeah uh, people don't show the, show the human aspect I yeah. feel like people are afraid of being themselves mm-hmm. people are afraid of doing stuff and being wrong do you know what I mean and being judged so I think the best thing that you can be is a human yeah 100% if you're relatable for people and you show people that you're a human and they can relate to you they'll enjoy you way more Mm -hmm. as opposed to you being like this perfection Mm -hmm. like I remember when we were with Alexandra Burke and I remember we used to do all the TV shows and she'd be different in every TV show yeah and I don't know why like I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing but I just remember always being like she's different in each show like how she comes across like her energy is different or or even how she kind of talks mm. and I used to be like then people don't really get to relate to you and know who you are if you're going to you be someone I mean? else every day yeah like so just keep being you like I see you a lot on social media and I speak to you quite a bit yeah but I feel like you're always consistent yeah and you're always goofy yeah you're always fun mm-hmm. like you're always doing little dance videos and stuff because and if no one loves you at your worst who's going to love you at your best fucking A Hey man, you should get that tattooed. I know, I'm on my forehead. <laughs> no, not there. <laughs> Have you seen that that kid? Six is it sixty nine? No. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. With all the like, he's got like sixty nine <laughs> tattoos of sixty nine on him. Oh like, my what's god. What's this guy thinking? He came off my Instagram like you know like the, the popular feed, and he had like purple hair and all these fucking rainbow teeth, and I was like, all right, let's see what this motherfucker's about. <laughs> I, I love how you're just straight to the point. And I clicked on it, and I was just like, whoa, yeah. what's going on? Like, what does he do? Like, I was like, and he's a rapper, and I'm like, okay, he's crap. Yeah. Like he's not even good. Mm. Sorry if he signs your your record label. I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like I don't care. I will pass on the message. He, he's crap. Like, and he's got like six, and he's got like tattoos all over his face. And I'm like, like you just said, what if it all stops? Yeah. If it all ends, you've got tattoos on your face mm. forever. Like, it's you've got 69 tattooed on you 69 times. Are you crazy? Like, what is going on with your head? You've got, <laughs> you got purple hair and shit. And then he's like, he's in the club, like, throwing money. And he's got like a hundred grand and he's throwing it in the air. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, I don't think you're cool for this. I think you're a fucking idiot. I know. I'm like, picking it up. Do you know what I mean? Uh, me too. I'd be like <laughs> dipping down on the floor. I see 50p. I'm like, mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do you know, do you know what? Going back to like dreaming as well. It's like more to life than the street you grew up on. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like even from like looking at you now to see what you're doing. It's inspiring, do you know what I'm saying? Because there's more, like people, when, you, when you're from Cardiff, it's, people don't think you're ever going to leave. I just think a lot of people... I feel like a lot of people like the thought of it, but they're not surrounded by the people which encourage it. Huh, 100%. Um, I remember my mum telling me anything was possible. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you should be realistic with your children and like if they're like, they say something outrageous, don't kill their dream, but let them know... The reality of it. The reality of stuff, but also never stop them from trying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember like telling my mum I want to dance and she'd do anything she could to make that happen mm-hmm. like she'd take me anywhere she would Same. fund me in the best possible way she can um, and I remember my grandparents always being like oh but can he move there though will he be able to afford it Same with mine. he shouldn't do that yeah. and my mum was always like but how does he know unless he tries mm. do you know what I mean the worst thing that can happen is it goes wrong and I move back home in my family house and I'm safe yeah 
I feel like the people that say no are the people that are too afraid to dream big. Yeah, and I think that's why people don't ever, you know, reach their full potential. Because there's, dude, there's there's thousands of fucking talented people around. Yeah. There's thousands of people which have got, there's probably, dude, in this 10 mile radius, there's probably 100 people that have got beautiful singing voices. Yeah. Way more. 100, 10 mile radius, probably 2,000, 5,000. Yeah. But none of them are in a position where they're willing to take a risk. Mm -hmm. Or they're willing to put themselves out there. They're willing to fail. Yeah. You know, you've got to be willing to fail in order to be able to make something. 100%. Like, I remember uh, when I was trying to move to LA, mm. everyone was like, but why are you going now? You're only 22. You're 21, 22. Mm. Like, you haven't even done everything you want to do here yet. And my philosophy on was of it was, but if I go there and it all goes wrong, I've got nothing to lose. I can just come back home and boom, I'm 23. And I've still got a whole life ahead of me. As opposed to go there when I'm 30 after I've done everything here and then I can lose everything because all my savings and everything is gone and I haven't got much time to figure it out. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got to be able to put yourself in those positions to take those risks. Yeah. And I think people are so afraid of taking risks. Mm -hmm. people, like, people like playing safe. And there's nothing wrong with safe. I think safe is a great thing. Safe yeah. is a great place because if there wasn't safe, we mm. wouldn't have people at Asda's. We wouldn't have people mm. doing quote-unquote safe jobs. 100%. Or like things where they're just content. Mm. as opposed to striving and yeah, I, you know and, and I don't mean that as a negative to no, anyone or anyone to be discouraged or offended but people that are content and want keeps the world regulating yeah. but also so are people that are taking risks mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I think it's just about th putting yourself in the deep end like you said to your parents you know fund me for eight months and I promise you I'll make it back like mm -hmm. buy me a fucking busking set and of all places you went to Swansea yeah. not even Cardiff I know. you went to Swansea I know Didn't because I, mean? I was too afraid like if I saw any of my mates that's why I went to Swansea yeah but you still took a risk you, yeah. know, you put yourself out there and like look you know there was a reward there was yeah. there was a reward things started following it probably built your confidence you put yourself 100%. in the mm -hmm. not in the firing line but in a position of willing to get critiqued or whatever 100%. and judged but the reward for you doing it and succeeding in that area what? has grown rapidly. I yes. remember um, my friend Kerry, he's a personal trainer from Swansea. Kerry Hughes? Yeah, and he was like, oh, do you know that Jamie kid? He busks in Swansea. And I was like, yes, I know Jamie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying though. But it's people that, like grown men coming up to you and saying like, wow, you're sick. That's why, like, cause you, you expect only like young girls to do it, do you know what I'm saying? So when you, when you know like boys are like, coming up to you as well, you're like, you, I like, guess, yeah, I'm doing something right. Yeah, I'm doing something right because they're not taking the mick out of it. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was nice. A hundred percent. So, what's your favourite moment that you've had so far from the beginning of your journey to now? Signing my record deal. Signing the record deal. Yeah, I knew the person who signed me, Craig Kalman, before mm -hmm. anything. Like, I knew who he was. And I never thought he'd give me the pen to sign my name down. He's made Bruno, Ed, like, Sia... Mm -hmm. Kelly Clarkson mm -hmm. so when he signed Jamie I was just like nah this is that's everything you work towards again so that that's that was my favourite yeah moment. and now what's the, ne the next thing is going to be just getting a number one getting a number one for them just so I can say thank you for believing in me yeah he is I'm worth it yeah I'm worth <laughs> it <laughs> literally but yeah that's mm. dope and if you could sing with one person who would it be you probably don't even know them but Tori Kelly I know Tori Kelly Tori Kelly I knew Tori Kelly before she was Tori Kelly Really? Yeah, I'm friends with Todrick Hall. Oh, no way. So when I lived, when I first moved to LA, Todrick was one of the first people I met. Wow. And he messaged me on Instagram, being wow. like, hey, can we meet for coffee? 
and I was like, all right, this is weird. But I had, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I just saw he had a big following, and I had no friends. Like I knew no one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, okay. And I went and met him, and we were talking about he was having a reality show, which they made. Yeah. And they wanted me to be in the reality show, so we did all the um. What's it called? Like where they do like a pilot. Mm-hmm. We did a pilot for it, and I went and had all the interviews and stuff. But they wanted me to play this like the hunky foreigner who was like a bit of a player. And I had a girlfriend at the time, so I was like, not happening. Yeah. So I knew Todrick, but that's how I knew who Tori was because Todd. Because Todrick would always talk about her and be like, oh, this is Tori. Da 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 da. Like listen to wow. her songs yeah, before she, she was like Tori. Yeah, and I remember seeing her in um, and she just made it. I remember seeing her in Crave Cafe in LA on Laurel Canyon and she was sat there with like with her head down eating food it was like 3am because it's 24 hour cafe best cafe ever wow um, and I remember seeing her thinking like oh my god like you're still normal like yeah. you, you've made it but you're I mean you're kind of hiding but you're still like in public Go yeah on. have you had any problems with like quote unquote being normal um no when I came first off the show I mean I went back to pre- I forgot to mention I went back to present the voice with Emma Willis mm-hmm. like so like this Paps was outside. Yeah. That's one time. Like, where I, like, I was in a tracksuit and I was just like, I don't want... It's a lot. A lot. What's that noise? Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I can like, hear it. Something electric is fizzling. Fuck it. But yeah. Um, what was it like presenting the voice? Was it hard? Uh, to go back on the other side was quite cool. Like, every time a contestant came in, it was like, oh my God, do you Jamie? But like this, that was gonna be them next year. Yeah, so, and you're like, I know how you're feeling. Yeah, that that's one thing. I was like, I, I knew how those. So is feeling. that what they do? They bring someone back every year to present. No, I was the was first just, person to ever do it. Hmm. Did you want to do it, or did they just? Did you uh, approach them, or they approach you? They approached me. I was really excited to do it. Yeah. Because no one's ever done that, like yeah. in the voice. So I was like, <laughs> was, it was it hard reading like the teleprompters and stuff? Um. Yeah. Like, I was always the kid in class to be like. Uh, uh, what does uh, that say? Yeah, what does that? Yeah. But it was fun. Any bloopers? There was a few. I mean, yeah. it took a while. Luckily, it wasn't live because I was in the backstage stuff. Uh, but yeah, when, I, when Emma Willis and I came in, like when I had to interview Will I Am and stuff, they did. They'd always uh, throw me a little line that I wouldn't be able to reply to. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you lot's <laughs> what? But yeah, they they all had my back, which was nice. That's dope. That's like. I'd love to present something like that one day. Like that, that'd be like a cool thing. Yeah. It's kind of like still performing. Yeah, so but without, it's nice. um, but without having to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, not live and I'm good. Yeah, not live and I'm good. Live, I think I'd shit my pants. Oh, I'd never be able to do it. I mean, I'm sure, you, well, you're going to fucking, you've sung live. I so. mean, singing live and talking live is different. I mean, I'm saying like, like, like about a million times on live TV, you wouldn't be able to say that. No. Although, um, I watched... Uh, an episode of Love Island the other day. Yeah. First of all, I hate Love Island. I love Love Island. Oh, nice. But it's live, obviously. Well, it's not live, but, yeah. you know, they record it live. Nothing scripted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was some dude from Bristol who says like mm-hmm. literally every two words. And I was like... And I was like... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I was like, oh, wow, I do that. That's really annoying. <laughs> oh, and then I could okay. hear him doing it. It was annoying me. Yeah. Especially because they had the writing at the bottom. Yeah. So it was like it just kept saying like. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that, you're gonna was, what, you're gonna listen to yeah. this back and, and I was like, like that's what I sound like. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot. Mm. Alright, bro. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking pleasure, to you. Brother. Thank you so much. No worries, man. For coming and talking to us. Um, and I honestly wish you the best of luck Thanks, from man. the bottom of my heart. Really appreciate. I'm very proud of your journey that you've got to where you are. Thanks. I man. saw your your struggles 
mm-hmm. between before going on the TV show and yeah. you sending out voice notes to people and sending can you can you help me meet people yeah but it, in the end it all works out the it way does. it's meant to work out and 100%. you've fucking nailed it thanks and man. this is just the beginning one love super proud of you love you man peace peace thank you for listening to the ins and outs podcast please make sure you subscribe leave a five star rating and review on iTunes and also make sure you're following us on Instagram at the ins and outs underscore. Thank you very much and until next time, the ins and outs.